Yo, what's up, up man? Shit, chilling. <laughs> chilling. How you I'm doing, man? To, How's your day? Uh, it's good, man. I've been doing um, lots more coaching calls. I've been uh, cranking on those all day. Uh, one of them, a lot of the calls and coaching I've been doing lately has been um, te- yoga teachers, mobility people, and mm. stuff. But this, this, the one I just did was a. She's like a mental health therapist. Um, so it's a different world for me. And mm-hmm. I've been trying to look for some bridges to start teaching some of this stuff outside of movement and yoga for a lot of reasons. And one of them is those people have more money typically and <laughs> want to start taking more money. Um, because like all the stuff that I teach, like if you apply the same exact things to, to a person or a business where there's higher, tra- bigger transactions, um, it works just the same. Uh, so I want to just be able to say the same shit and just get paid a lot more money. Yeah. Well, the stuff you teach is like, it works on humans. It's like human yeah, it's, psychology, exactly. right? So totally. yeah, it'll work on anything, any, any business, which or, is or, why, why I love it. Yeah. Or if you want to be a better, if you're, if you're a dating doesn't work for you, if you can't seem to hold a relationship and all kinds of other, oh. like this, the shit is all, it's all the same, you know, it's all the same yeah. stuff. You might've tapped in a market right there. You know, dude, I could dating write, guru. Dude, for sure, man. Like people who like have asked me to look at dating profiles and shit. I was like, bro, this is the worst piece of shit in the world. You're never going to get anything ever. Just rewriting dating profiles. I can make a fucking mint. Um, what's, what's the top three tips for your Tinder profile? I don't have a Tinder profile, but I think like, well, maybe I do. I just haven't opened it in a long time. But I think uh, it would be the same sort of tips that I would give to someone who wanted to um, promote their business, I think. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's the same shit. It would just be it's a like way, your like, wiener is your business on Tinder, right? <laughs> well said. Yeah, yeah, but I think it would be just uh, the three tips, I think, would be the same. It would almost be like to exaggerate, kind of exaggerate your strengths in a way. So like whatever, I can't remember how Tinder works, but I assume there's content that's sort of featured and you can change the orders of things. Um, but I would, you know, probably just knowing what Tinder is and even what I assume it is actually, it would be choosing a good photo for one and making sure those are featured, but also like you maybe showing some side of you that you wouldn't think should belong at a dating profile, or that would be something that would be, um, weird for most people to include. I would probably try to include something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, kind of uh, uh, maybe related, but uh, that's how I found and started following you was I I was getting reposted by Dre a few times and you commented like, this fucking guy again. Yeah, I remember that. And I looked at it, I was like, <laughs> I was like that's kind of true. Like, that, that was honest and, and it was funny and it was lighthearted. Um, and then I saw you with Hunter and you popped up again. And then finally, when I went in your page and saw you uh, talking shit on some, yo- I don't know the whole yoga thing, Ashtanga. Yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was all in after that. I was like, this guy's, it, this guy's nuts. Um, and it was like a, a rabbit hole that I got trapped in. I think I told you I was like mesmerized. And the deeper I looked into it, the more I got like trapped I felt like I was being violated pretty much. Like I didn't have a choice. 
I was, I was funneled in. So yeah, that's, that's the whole reason I was like, I want to know how you did that to me. And that's why, you know, purchased one of your products and went and saw you at the, uh, at the summit. So yeah, I, I still don't know if that's how much of it's planned and how much of it is like, cause there's people who just have the feel like, you know, sure. to do that, the instinct. And I almost, I want, I want to tap into that instinct more than, than just the dry facts of do this and this. Cause you're, that's what I like about you. You're super organic. It seems like, um, I know you don't like to over plan things. You like to just flow with what's given to you in the moment and use that. Um, so can you clarify what I just mumbled out, which doesn't make sure. sense anymore? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so I, I hear the rabbit, I hear the words, rat, like I, the rabbit hole thing a lot. Like I get DMs or people tag me in posts that are like, I've been in the Ryan Orico rabbit hole for two hours or four hours or whatever. So like, it's, that's, I love that. Cause I think that's, it's almost like, um, I think there is no better response, especially to a, to an effort on social media than the same one that people feel when they like binge watch uh, Netflix shows and shit to where they can't get out. And once they start, I think like, I mean, I talked to a lot of yoga teachers and my guess, and just from, I mean, not, not just a guess, but just from what people tell me and just my own reaction to some of the stuff is like, typically when you go to a yoga page or someone who's um, even not even yoga, but just like movement stuff in general, but where they focus on just showing themselves doing movements only, you're not going to be able to keep someone in that shit for two hours. You know, I think like someone like you, you, you have a better chance than most because your shit's like fucking crazy, like weird shopping carts and desks and all kinds of wild mm -hmm. shit. Um, so I think you, you, but, but I think even that would still be tough to, to sustain interest for long periods of time. And not that someone scrolling your social media profile should be your goal, like whatever. But I do think there's some real power in someone just consuming just you for five fucking hours. I mean, how much more influence over that person do you think you have? Um, mm. So, yes, I think there's a lot to the rabbit hole thing. I think there's a lot of power mm -hmm. in, um, in that. And I think doing things to create that sort of response is, is good. Uh, as far as like being organic, um, it's not like a, it's not natural so much for me. It, I'm trying to make it more natural for me because I think mm -hmm. to be really good at this stuff and to be effective and powerful and influential, you have to be uh, sort of prolific. You got to be able to churn out a lot of shit. And the more you can tap into whatever being organic means, the better. So like being able to just use whatever you got in front of you to create and to spawn new ideas uh, is important if you want to be able to go fast and, and do the stuff mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I like that point you touched on with in the movement Instagrams, just teaching movements or showing a position or whatever. I mean, I find that boring myself. Um, and I don't like it from a a business point of view, uh, I kind of give you the the veggies and the the training once you purchase the uh, you know purchase training with me. Till then, you're gonna see the shit I like to do, like the fun stuff, lifting totally. up rocks and shopping carts, because that's the point of my training is to do certain things, and I like to show those things. 
and yeah the people just show the especially those fucking um physios and pts who it's just a list of uh don't do this do this technique don't do this do i don't well i guess they all have a hundred thousand followers but yeah there's no and they're they're all they all look like they can't lift at all which is funny but they give the most technique advice um but yeah you never get the the person or the story or that connection with them and it reminds me of like joe rogan i imagine how many people he turned on to uh jujitsu and like psychedelics other things he's into bow hunting whatever but if he were to do a podcast the jujitsu podcast because that's his passion he probably wouldn't have affected anyone i feel like he did it by going through him his story what he likes to do and it's kind of so i gave you a review that said <laughs> something really you probably couldn't decipher it but i was like you're like a magician who um shows the cards and pulls back the curtain to to get you more enthralled in the trick and that's kind of what i meant like it's almost like a a mental judo thing where you you can't you're indirectly influencing um by not trying to to do it you know in your face boldly directly does that make sense yeah it does make sense and i think i think like there the idea of like peeling back the curtain and allowing people to see sort of behind the scenes stuff there's um there's a i think it's disarming in, in a lot of ways like people are expected to always be when they go on an Instagram account or anything, they, everyone's skeptical now. Everyone just thinks everyone's trying to sell something. They're always trying to look, where's the angle? What's this guy trying to fucking do? Whatever. Always. At least I do. Um, so I think the more of it you show them, the more they – it makes people uncomfortable. I just got a message from a dude, like, just – he might be watching this now. I don't know. Uh, like, a few minutes ago who said, um, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, like, almost all the way bought in, but I find you really unsettling. And I can't figure out what it is, but I'm about to book a flight to L.A. because I want to work with you and meet with you. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure where he's from, but I think he's going to come to L.A. and we're mm -hmm. going to do some work together, even though he's unsettled. And I think uh, some people just don't know how to they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with um, people showing them things that like you're not really like supposed to show. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think the more of that you can do and the more I mean really it's just a matter of being honest about what your intentions are with your stuff if you're promote if you're talking about products and services you sell and you let people sort of know that you're there to sell stuff it's it's they're like I guess it's kind of like an elephant in the room sort of thing like mm. um, you, yeah most people know you're trying to sell something you're trying to get them to do something or take some sort of action so like the more that you're willing to just tell them that the better um, I think it works on a lot of different levels and 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 being trusted is important and that's just one of the best ways to earn trust is to just be fucking honest about what you're trying to do and that's really what I I, I try to do that as much as I can I think um, yeah I'm gonna leave it there what else you got but yes pull back yeah. and show people what you're doing talk about what why you're doing it and it will affect them in ways that you that, that it's different for each person, but that they can't even explain sometimes. Mm -hmm. Powerful stuff, man. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that. It's refreshing also. Yeah, I hear um, that word a lot too. Because it's shoved down our throat so much, the whole 
I guess, old school marketing approach. And now I look, I, I find myself looking at how I react to things a lot now. Um, especially when you're scrolling down and you'll see an advertisement. And if I, if I watch the whole advertisement or spend more than 10 seconds, I'm like, what do they do to keep me on this? E even if I'm like, I hate it, you know? Um, cause it's so gimmicky and outrageous and that might be why I'm watching it. Cause I just want to see how stupid it is, but yeah, it's like mental warfare out there. So when you just see someone authentic and saying what no one else wants to say, I think that's, it is kind of, it can be unsettling, but it's, yeah, I, it's what we need and For I sure, love it. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think just to, to go back to what you mentioned, the Ashtanga yoga thing, it's like, it's pretty interesting that, like, I wouldn't have guessed that that would have rang out for you because it's yoga, but 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 it, but I also, like, I hear it quite a bit from people who are like, dude, I don't even give a fuck about yoga, but I think that Ashtanga shit is just hilarious, you know? So there's, like, real power in throwing rocks at, we talked about this at the summit, but, like, throwing rocks at things, um, and it doesn't always need to be people like I'm pretty extreme to the point. Well, I haven't been so much lately. I kind of backed off a little bit. But like when I was really going hard at Ashtanga yoga, there was a point where I was like freaking myself out that I was going to like get my account deleted and shit because mm -hmm. I'm, I, I am for sure breaking Instagram's terms of service by like doing the things that I'm doing, like targeting people and stuff. Um, but, but I don't know that there's enough of it for them to see it and take action, but it is something that's, that was why I started the yoga sex rock God account. And that's why mm. I started commenting on my own posts with yoga sex rock God and having those conversations because don't I ever wanted, stop. I won't, it's my favorite thing now, <laughs> but like I did it because I wanted uh, people to know where to go. If they ever looked for my account and it was just gone all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, I can't remember where we jumped off on that, but I do think, it, so your, 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 um, instinct now to sort of pay attention to how you feel when you see things, I think is really fucking important. And I think like, even if you're not necessarily like picking something up, that's actionable from one of those, you know, crazy obnoxious advertisements, but that habit is really important to be, a, be an effective marketer, to, to be aware of how things make you feel makes you better because you're always seeing marketing. So there's always, there's inspiration everywhere. Uh, most of it's useless or, or useless to you, but like some of it's not. And the more you are paying attention and sort of monitoring how things are making you feel, the better you get at this stuff for sure. Yeah. I feel like that's my best. My best bet is most people out there, at least the people in my uh, peer group or following me, or the people I want to follow me are on the same, same kind of wavelength as I am. So if something affects me, if there's something I like or I'd be really into, I kind of try to ride with that as a, you know, a, my compass pretty much. But yeah, you're talking about the, um, the Ashtanga yoga. Am I saying it right? Ashtanga? Yeah, I think so. They say all kinds <laughs> of weird fucking ways. But yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. So I said I, I saw that what you posted, but what really nailed the coffin was I read through the comments of all these people, like, um, you know, trying to defend it really politely too. And you just like stood firm and were just knocking them down. And I was like, wow, this guy's character, you know, he's, he's, that was your, uh, your superhero showing. 
So, well, yeah, dude, there's, there's, that was amazing, man. There's a, uh, it's not like any of the things that I'm saying about Ashtanga yoga is, are new. Like people know, and even not just Ashtanga yoga, but just yoga and movement in general, like people know that a lot of the things that they do in that practice specifically, and even other ones are just not good. Like it's just bad. We know overstretching things and having people manipulate your body and force stuff is just bad. It's not like I'm saying anything new at all. So when I make these posts that are just like, you shouldn't do this, this is really awful. If it was just me saying that, it wouldn't really matter at all. It would just like, it would, people wouldn't even really notice. But I think the reason it's become, uh, people know me now as that guy and I've kind of built some pretty cool stuff just with those acts alone, it's because of the comments. It's because of like the the swarm of people who are, most of them are defending me. I mean, they're with me and they're supporting my arguments because I'm clearly right. Um, but like, there's also like a, a pretty scary lack of people defending it. Early, there was like a few people who would come in and they would basically say, uh, yeah, I know, like, right, but you, you couldn't you just be nicer? Like, they always sort of just, they always, like, attack me. They never actually even talked about the core arguments at all. Um, but it's the volume of comments that, like, I think shuts them down. And it makes it, it, it makes the whole thing even more crazy because they, people are seeing me just shit all over these people and they never even fucking say anything. And I think, like, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a good reason to ignore things for a little while. Like if it's like a little pest here, it's like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not gonna even give him any attention, you know? But like, there also has, there's a line where you gotta sort of stand up for your shit, you know? Especially when like, it's starting to get traction and, and people are starting to pay attention. Um, so, I mean, ignoring things that just are a, a bother and that just get in the way of you actually doing important stuff, good way to live, probably a good philosophy, but there's also something to be said for like, when people are really getting talking about something or saying or giving the wrong information or if they're if they're talking about your stuff in a way that isn't true it's like it's important that you fucking def that you stand tall sometimes because really quickly shit can get out of control you know like once something especially with fucking everything so fast now uh it, it, things word travels fast so you do need to get in front mm -hmm. of the stuff so yeah anyways the ashtanga yoga people are fucking nuts and they're too scared to stand up and say anything um, and, and they've been great for me because it's been like Ashtanga yoga is like a, even though a lot of people don't really practice it hardcore, like the people I feature, that method and that system is sort of the foundation of a lot of really popular yoga systems. And, the, and the, even though it's not mm -hmm. the exact same set of sequences and poses and stuff, their thinking and their philosophies on the way it should work are in everything. Um, so it's uh, it was a big target for me to be throwing rocks at. And I think that's, um, if you want to get attention, some people just aren't comfortable with this idea or they think it's wrong or whatever. But like, if you want people to pay attention to you, pick the biggest motherfucking thing around in your industry and just start throwing rocks at that shit. And if, if it's like a person, it's probably more powerful than an idea, but you can also throw rocks at ideas. Uh, but it's, it's, um, mm -hmm. it's an effective tool. Yeah, I think I'm going to go after a hunter, hunter fitness. Good. Good next, call, dude. Um, Hell yeah! I'll find some dirt on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. But yeah, I love what you're saying. Well, just as far as a philosophy, I love to like deface sacred cows. You know, just <laughs> absolutely. It's my favorite thing. If someone, if you do that, and someone's just like automatically, no, you're wrong. That's you know, and they 
it exposes like that's just an ideology you're blindly following if you have a good argument that's you know uh unbiased and objective that's a different story but it kind of rattles the cage and shows you the the crazies who are just caught in that and uh it's not a good look so i think that's we need to be doing that to just so at least people could question or you know take a, a different look at what they're doing or why they're doing it so yeah uh, let alone marketing i think that's a great thing to do and we should be doing for sure dude and it's like it's it, like if if the people that you're attacking or the people who are practicing the thing you're attacking change great but also just like other people see it and then it, it makes them think about their own behaviors and what they're doing um, and i think that's i've been more i have been more effective at, at, at getting other people to change their ways than the people who i'm actually attacking because they're so rooted in the system now that like mm. they can't it would be so hard for them to say everything I've been doing for the past 25 years is fucking wrong or whatever. So like they, it, it, I imagine it sucks to be that kind of a person. Like to me, I'm, I, I want people to prove me wrong all the time. It's like, if, if someone knew that Hunter was bad, I want someone to tell me Hunter's shit sucks, you know, like even though I love Hunter, but like, obviously I love fucking Hunter and he's amazing. He's a genius. But, okay. but, but the point being, no matter how in love with something I am, like I want someone to tell me it's wrong. So I can make a decision for myself. I don't want to be ever fucking swept up in some thing that I just believe yeah. is the only way, you know? You don't want to get caught in a little echo chamber and, and uh, you know, find out later that you're wrong. Yeah, every year it, I feel like I realize my whole life was, uh, I've been wrong about something. Totally. Uh, <laughs> that's actually so, pretty interesting. That's a cool thing. That would be interesting to know what, like, what every year, what were you wrong about last year or something, you know? Like, that's a good probably a good thing to keep tally of, you know? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I have some sympathy for people who disagree with me in some ways, because if I go back two, three years, two, three years before that, and I just get clones of myself from every like three years, they'll all, all be arguing with each other saying they're right. <laughs> and everyone else is wrong. That's so it's really like, good. I like, you that. can't even, you can't even argue or convince yourself, you know, so it's almost, and that, and that leads on to, which is why we need failure and we need, you know, bad things to happen to break us down so that we could grow and have a rebirth. So being given the answer or given something usually never, never helps, you know? No, so yeah, yeah, I think totally. attacking, exposing, calling out, I think there's a place for that especially on the internet. Agreed, That's where 100%. I, I got a lot of ideas from people I looked up to being called out. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what, you know, it made me question and, uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, well, Hunter, you know, Hunter's full of shit. I think it's interesting. <laughs> so, so, so like you, let's just use Hunter as an example. Like if I was to all of a sudden just start reposting Hunter's videos, and saying this guy's a fucking idiot look at this shit he shouldn't be doing this to fucking people this is this doesn't work like i would have hundreds of people in my comments being like actually this pubmed study fucking def like they would be they would you be you would be i would be inundated with i mean after after initially it would be just like they would look at me as a pest and be like yeah fuck that guy but like if i kept if i kept pursuing it there would be people who would stand up for hunter and stand up for the system that he teaches because there's some sort of like research behind it or something that can, you can defend it mm -hmm. in some ways where 
like the things that I throw rocks at, there is none. And so there's nothing for them to say. Like they just, yeah. can't, they can't say anything, you know, and they don't. So it ends up being like, it's pretty interesting that the main guy who, who like, so put the guy that created Ashtanga yoga is Patabi Joyce. He's, he died, I don't know, five or eight or 10 years ago or something. Uh, but his, his grandson is now like the main guy, Sharath Joyce. And he's at this main ashram in Mysore, India. And Shira, like uh, a couple of months ago, a lot of bad things started coming out about Patabi Joyce and like all this weird, these sexual allegations and stuff that happened when he was every like, time really popular. Always, dude. Every yoga teacher is a fucking sexual deviant, crazy <laughs> creeps. Type of bitch. The women, especially. From, totally, dude. But uh, so like, so he started kind of catching a lot of shit. And then there was a photo, like, so now it's funny. I've been blocked from like every Ashtanga page on the planet. Like I can't see shit from my, from both of my accounts. They blocked both of them now. I used to be able to go on yoga sex rock out and see, but now I can't even do that. But now people just send me links to the stuff that they want me to see. And somebody sent me a photo of Patabi Joyce doing some, I can't even remember what it was, but he was like, he must have been grabbing someone in a weird way and like he was kind of sitting at his face or something or in some it was some weird awkward thing that just like didn't look right so i this this was probably the ballsiest post that i'd ever made or it wasn't that ballsy but it was kind of the biggest like jesus fucking christ thing when i i, I tagged i reposted that photo of patabi doing some gross thing and i tagged his grandson and i was like bro you can explain your dead grandfather rubbing his dick and balls over his woman's face or, so, or something fucking wild and he blocked me like right away and now like immediately Jesus. and now like whenever there's like a, a conversation comes up about <laughs> fucking Ashtanga or whatever like i just i just like call him out i'll like tag sharath and be like yo sharath you're gonna explain this shit so it looked like all the people who are into Ashtanga, they're like damn you know but like he doesn't even see it anymore because he fucking blocked me um, <laughs> but it's a good it's a good show man it's fun we need to get his yeah. number and prank call him or something Totally. Just send them. Just send them shit. Um, but yeah, God, it's, that's it's, hilarious, man. Yeah, good times, man. <laughs> so, are a personal question: Are you still doing yoga, or or what does your movement practice look like nowadays? No, I haven't done yoga in a while. I mean, I well, so it depends. There's all these weird internet conversations about yoga. Like some people say postures aren't yoga or whatever. So like I'm not doing yoga postures, but I do, I have a seated meditation practice I do every day. I, I breathe, I do some of the breathing thing, things that I learned in yoga every day. Um, and I try to live, a, a, I try to remain aware of my thoughts and kind of do all of the more subtle yoga stuff, but I don't do postures. Um, I trained with Hunter uh, the past few weeks. He's been traveling a lot. So I've been, even this year, actually, 2018, I've been a little bit slow at sessions with Hunter, but I've been just mostly focusing on just kind of basic FRC mobility stuff and um, just, just making shit over. work nice. Yeah, yeah, basically, man. I mean, I went to the seminar in, uh, I went to the seminar in November of 2016. I went to go and cause Hunter was going to be there. I went to go meet Hunter cause I wanted to be a client. So like, I just wanted to like buddy up with him and shit. It was in Chicago. And then I planned to hit up, get with him when I got back to California. So that was the reason I went. And then it was just like, I mean, I already knew shit was fucked up. I'd been kind of looking at stuff, whatever, but it was that definitely that weekend completely like just like leveled like everything for me. And it made me change my, I, I burned down my whole yoga business. I was making a lot of money teaching at four classes a week. I had a membership and everything. And I just like, I couldn't teach it anymore when I got back from that damn seminar. Um, and it really bothered me that like 
I was a trainer for a while and I had a pretty successful training business and I considered myself a pretty fucking smart dude. I studied Paul Check and fucking McGraw, McGill, whatever the shit, all those, all these dudes as I was coming up and I learned all this stuff. But like, it was, it was strange how like I didn't hear the things that I heard at the FRC seminar that made me like, I should fucking stop doing this or, or or at least look at it, you know? Um, Dude. Yeah. I had the same experience. I almost, during the FRC, my FRC cert, I was like, fuck, like, I didn't want to hear it. I was like, now what am I going to do now that I know this? You know, I almost wanted to be ignorant after that. And my practice kind of went downhill after that also, because I was trying to, I was confused and trying to figure out, well, I can't do this stuff I was doing. Um, I need to find a better way. And I was like transitioning, trying to find my own system of implementing the principles, which took me a while and it, you know, it's still changing, but yeah, that just getting everything you thought before destroyed. Um, it's scary. It's like a, it's like a death, you know, it's, it's a loss, but it's a chance to regrow and re rebrand yourself, you know, find, find a new way of teaching. So absolutely. It, it, it's scary. I'm sure it's scary for a lot of people who go in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's just interesting. Cause like, you know, if I was just like a yoga teacher who had just done a yoga teacher training or even taken some sort of basic anatomy classes and things like that, it would be less, it would be less surprising to find out how much of it was wrong. But like, just when I think back about all the time and all the money I spent on training and learning from people that I thought were really smart, and I know they're really smart, and, and probably a lot of them were actually teaching some of these things, is they just weren't teaching them in the way that made me hear them. And mm. that was what was important. I think that's really what the, that's really what's so powerful about uh, FRC and Spina is the way it's packaged. It's like, and he said, I mean, nothing's new. This is all old shit just put together in a kind of a cool way. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like the way that, it's it's the way that he says it. It's the way that like it's presented. It's it's uh, the humor he uses and the things that he talks shit about. There's so there's a need. There's always a need for someone to no matter who you are, or what you know, or what you don't, what you think you don't know yet. Like if you do know something good, it's important that you talk about it because you say it in a way that someone needs to hear for them to hear it because they probably are hearing the same shit from other people, but it's just not sinking in. Um, and, and people's resonate with different voices. So, uh, it's, it's important that if you know something good that you talk about it a lot. Yeah. Or something that you convinced me if you, if you have, um, if you have a flaw that you need to, uh, or a story that, that might not be in a positive light, um, that could help people and connect you to people a lot. And I experienced that and it, it blew me away. And that's something I wasn't on board with. I mean, even just as far as my Instagram, just my, my profile page, I wanted everything to be perfect. I used to go through it and like delete posts that I didn't think were that good. And I would delete them. And I just wanted everything to be perfect. And uh, yeah, just be, being authentic and real and showing, showing that you're a human being you know, all parts. That's something I'm I'm starting to embrace more. And uh, yeah, you were a big influence on that for me. So thank Thanks, you. Man.
Yeah, of course. Well, I think, you know, like if you if, if you want that sort of response where people stick around on your page for a long if you want them to go down the rabbit hole, that is you or stick around on your stuff for a while or read a lot of your shit. They won't do that if you're perfect. They will get bored really fucking quickly, even if your demonstrations are sick as fuck. Like it's too much. It just it hurt. It's hard. You don't believe the person. You feel shitty about yourself. Like it's just, it just like. Not only is it not good, but it's like just harmful as fuck. It like it gets in the way of you reaching people by because you scare them away, or you annoy them, or you don't. They don't trust you, you know, or probably a lot of other things. Yeah, that got me thinking about <laughs> like Juju Mufu. You know who that is? Yep, totally. Is a stud. He's like not sure. a human being. <laughs> like, yep. he's not human. Um, I love watching his stuff. It's the most entertaining stuff. But if he put out a training program or anything, I would not purchase it, you know? Um, I agree. He, yeah, he's just, he's too perfect. And it makes me think, like, was he born that way? Is he a science project? Um, Holy yeah, like, how, to, how did this occur? Uh, where, where are the principles? Yeah, now that I, more and more I think about it, the people I trust with my wallet, are it's like the person it's the personality it's the story it's it's everything it's not so much the teaching because really everyone has answers that could help you if you want to go on a diet or or get some exercises you could youtube it or google it everything's out there but someone who could connect with you and guide you and get you to buy in and, and believe in a program. Um, that's where the magic happens. Um, even in the gym, I was just telling someone the other day, on paper, you can look at a, a program, it doesn't mean much. If you go in the right gym with the right environment and the right people pushing you and, you know, that's where the magic is. That's what makes someone elite and makes someone, you know, just, um, just walking through the motions, um, going through the motions. So, yeah, I don't know. Does that tie into what we were saying? I, I'm lost. I don't remember if it ties into what we were saying, but I think it's I don't definitely. Know what we're talking about. I, I think it's definitely on point, dude. I I remember hearing people talking about it was a, maybe it was an Eric Cressy quote or something, but that's like a thing. It's like the. Uh, uh, a shitty program done in a, in an inspiring environment is way more effective than, you know, um, a, a, the, the perfect program done by yourself or outside of that sort of place. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and as far as like that Juji or Juju Mufu, yeah, totally. That guy's a, a complete fucking animal. Um, but I agree. Like I, I think he's, he's someone who I don't understand how he got there. And I don't, if I don't understand how you got there, I don't, trust you enough to give you my money i need to know how you got there i need to know what why you're doing it and what you went through to get there at least some at least have some idea or at least have some idea that you were kind of like me at some point uh mm -hmm. before i can trust you and not that not that i mean obviously not everyone is not for everyone so some people's story just won't connect and that's fine but I think mm -hmm. if you're not if you're not sharing it you're not and, and not just sharing it once or sharing it in one place, but sharing it all the time in different ways, telling the same stories over and over and over again, you're never going to be able to reach the people who are really the ones you want to be talking to and the ones who really love you and the ones who will really get results. 
and I and I, I don't know anything about that guy. And he's just like he's a crazy son of a bitch. I think he's hilarious. I think I, I love watching <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I but now but like it just you brought his name up now. Like I haven't thought about that guy in a long time. I used to see him more. I think I, I'm probably I'm, I follow him, but I probably just Instagram doesn't show me a shit because I just stopped giving a fuck. But like I don't give a fuck because I don't know anything about him. And really, I, ever since random talking video has been kind of a thing, mm-hmm. um, I, I I don't really even think about anyone that doesn't make them anymore. You know, like they don't enter my mind as much. I'm bored with not that the, not that like the, mm. the people need to only make videos, but I think if they don't ever show me that side of them or they're just not trying to polish stuff. I don't even care about their polished stuff at all. It just is fucking invisible to me. Uh, mm. So, yeah. God, I didn't even make a, a random talking video. You do. Well, I see, like, for, for me, for you, it's like you, we have a relationship now. I think you're someone who, um, it was just whatever, I kind of go back a little bit. So, like, when you bought Yoga Marketing That Doesn't Suck, you were the first person that bought it that I was like, shit, I hope he likes it. Cause like I had you, cause I like was inspired, like I had all this respect for you. I thought you were fucking a genius and a beast. So like that was an interesting moment for me when I saw, cause I remember your, when you're, when the receipt came in, I was like, Oh shit, this motherfucker bought that. I had no idea you were even paying attention to me. Um, but yeah, you should make a random talking video too, for sure. That would help you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I will. That's, um, yeah, man, that's, it's crazy how it's all, it's all connections. Like, you, you through Hunter, um, and, and I found you. And, and it's funny, everyone at the um, Yoga Sex Rock God Summit was uh, was people I really wanted to see and hang out with. And it, it's cool how you brought all these pe- people together. I don't know if that was orchestrated or, or planned or how it happened, but... Um, I mean, that was one of the best. I mean, of course, every you were there and explained a lot of good stuff. I got so much notes, you know, great stuff to apply. But just being there in the room with those people was, um, I don't know how else that that could have happened. I think even if, like, Samantha would have been like, hey, we should all meet up and it would be cool. We'd be like, oh, yeah, but we wouldn't do it, you know. But it's oh. funny, you, you made it happen, got all those people in the room, and it was amazing. So... Uh, you know, man, I think like it, 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 there's there's a lot of reasons for it. I probably couldn't even guess at what the actual formula was, uh, but I do think one one critical piece of it that I think will help if you want to create events like that or just be successful in whatever you're doing is being. I posted the quote before. I'll just use the quote to kind of jump off uh, that the more the more repulsive you are to the customers you don't want, the more magnetic you are to the ones you do, and I think because I've been kind of banging so hard on the, over the past few months, six months, year, um, I am so polarizing now that the people who actually end up ascending and like buying stuff for me and then showing up to, into a room, like there's no way that they couldn't have been perfect because they, they like, there's so much fucking punishment. Like if you want to be able to <laughs> like stay around for long enough to even see that offer, you got to deal with my Instagram and I fucking pound you all day. And then you sign up for my email list and every day I fucking beat you down. So like you either go away eventually because you're just not right or you've dealt with it and then you're just totally ready for it, I think, you know. So you were throwing a bunch of eggs against the wall and you see which ones didn't break pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was thinking about that like, um, 
in the 90s, um, I call them the, uh, the fitness Illuminati. Um, Cressy, uh, Boyle, uh, who else am I forgetting? Um, Robertson, all oh, those yeah. guys who came up on the YouTube generation who I followed, you know, I, I bought their stuff, read their stuff when I was growing up. And it took me a while to realize, I was like, wait, wait, all these guys are in cahoots with each other. Like they all know each other. They're all, at, they, they do work together. They promote all each other's stuff on their platforms. They do summits together. It's like they came up and formed a little, um, a little group. And it made me realize that was more, they were saying, you know, great stuff. But it's almost the the social, you know, it's who you know that that made a difference. And that was hard for me because when I first started out in the business, man, I was like trying to be a lone wolf. I didn't like working with anyone. I didn't like taking advice from anyone. I didn't like helping other people out. Um, and I've, you know, I'm shifting gears as I've gotten older. To it's really about community and building a tribe and you know that's what i love doing on my newsletter like you said just weeding out the people who aren't on board um you know they'll find something else somewhere somewhere but you're attracting your you know your community and your tribe and i think that's that's huge and that's what it's all about and that and it makes your job a lot easier when you're with yeah. like-minded people yeah, and, and I think like there's there's those little communities exist in a lot of different places. I, and I remember like I used to read T Nation like religiously. I was big in the forum. <laughs> I had like a big fucking. I loved it. It was like my favorite thing ever. And I remember watching those guys kind of come up. Um, I think a lot of their stuff was like it was like an almost organic sort of pod that they didn't really even know that they were developing. And I think eventually they started to to do so. And they, I don't know if you remember, but like John Romanello and uh, mm -hmm. Cressy and some of those guys, they left. And Joel Marion, they created um, a rugged mag, rugged mag, and it was a fucking, it was a weird random story. But like, I remember Joel, he was he he left T Nation, I think in kind of a bad way, and then all of a sudden, like one day, that motherfucker, he like, I don't know how he did it, I don't know if he did it manually or he had someone do it, but he like scraped the entire like user database for usernames and then sent everyone a fucking private message and invited them yes. to join rugged and that was when i got that message and then that i guess it turned into a big thing they were fucking threatening all kinds of crazy lawsuits and shit um, wow yeah but those dudes did a really good job and then like so when i was once i sort of got away from t nation a little bit and i got i, I found internet marketing and i kind of got swept up in internet marketing there was a uh, frank kern was the first guy that like really made me wake up and think about this stuff and showed me that this is something i should be learning about but those dudes Frank Kern, Eben Pagan, Andy Jenkins. There's a bunch of guys who eventually they all ended up in San Diego. They all moved from wherever they were and they lived in San Diego and they used to call themselves the syndicate and they just promoted each other's stuff all the time. They supported each other. When someone was launching a new product, everyone helped promote it for an affiliate commission. So it just creates bigger waves around your, around your stuff. You know, I mean, even just like something as simple as like, like I have this backstage pass, this kind of mastermind group. And you'll know, like, uh, a few times people have had, have, have had ideas for kind of little social media campaigns based on random talking video and stuff. And what happens is, like, when someone makes the first video and then a few other people from the syndicate copy and, like, follow suit, that 
is a much bigger splash when there's like rapid mm. fire five people doing it than just one person doing it and saying, hey, guys, make your whatever. So like if you were to use like a mobility, if you wanted to create some sort of like mobility hashtag cool fun thing that people did, it would be way better for you to sort of orchestrate it with some of your friends to where you do it and then like they do it pretty much right after you where it's almost planned and ready to go so that like mm -hmm. the the ripple from that will be so much greater than uh, you doing it and then hoping others did it. So like yeah. random talking videos started with me doing it all by myself. I mean, people were making videos on the internet, obviously, but like I was just making them myself every day and I kept banging on it. But then it, and it took a long time to pick up steam and it, it, was, it only started after a couple other people started. And had mm -hmm. I had a sort of, if I thought about it more, it was just an organic thing, but if I thought about it more, I would have tried to get people to do it with me initially. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's good to help each other and create little pods of people that are in cahoots. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, if you're not, I feel like you're just not, you're not gonna last if, no. you're, if you isolate yourself. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, you're uh, dude, your private, um, the backstage group, uh, I've, dude, a lot of good things from that. People are killing it in there. So, uh, I think people should definitely, what's the, um, discount code strong camps will get them how much off 5% off into strong. The, the group. Oh, did, did you know about any of this? Actually there is, I was going to, I did actually have my assistant Cassidy. She created a link today for yoga. So you can't join backstage pass without go buying some of my shit and kind of doing some stuff first. Cause I need, I don't want just random people back there. So mm -hmm. there's not even like a, there's not even like a public offer for backstage pass. It's but an elite do, group of people. It, well, it is. And they're bad motherfuckers. They're all doing cool shit. And it's, it's the best goddamn thing I'm doing. But, but if you, but if you do just, a, I, I do have a promotional code for you. Strongcamps.yogamarketingthatdoesnsuck.com will give you 50% off of my marketing course. Um, so you can mention that, but like that, if you were interested in getting into backstage pass or even just learning about any of this shit, that's where you would start. Um, it's 200 bucks, but if you do it through DJ's link, I'll, I'll make sure he gets it. You could post it or whatever the fuck it's half off. Um, but yeah, I tried to write back down. So just, <laughs> just yeah, no oh, I, I'm not, I'm, I've been knocking on the door, man. Just I let know, me man. in. <laughs> I know, I'm almost ready. I haven't gone through enough steps to prove my worthiness to get in the, in the group. Actually, you, but I, hopefully I, I could, I could play it cool, but no, you've, you've done enough, man. You've gone through, you bought my shit and then you showed up to my event. That's what I need to see. I just, what I don't want is like a bunch of fucking people who are just kind of like, Ooh, this looks fun. I wonder what they're talking about. Like just joining without having bought in a little bit. Cause then that just becomes the group value will just plummet quickly. If they're not all high quality yeah. people, you don't want it to be like T nation, you know, I, which I used to, <laughs> I used to be on there on the daily. Oh, me too. Uh, right. I loved it. For real. I loved it. I learned a lot, I got, dude. Yeah. Dude, some of those coaches, I still, um, Christian uh, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, love that guy. He's really, a fucking beast. really know a lot about that. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, dude, I bought the, the alpha male uh, bottle uh, and had an erection for a month straight. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, good. That's great times with Tino. Yeah, they, their marketing is great just for kids who want to look jacked and, you know, oh, be a yeah. man. Yeah. Like, and that's they, smart. And they, no, and they write articles that are just, like, all loaded with their products. It's like, if you want to follow this protocol, you got to buy these fucking 12 supplements, you know? 
They, yeah, Amazing. it's like they were required to list how the article or program fit in those supplements, which was smart. You know, honestly, I think, I think that made their programs work even better. Because if you're sitting there with your $200 worth of, you know, you're taking your post-workout scoop, you're Absolutely. popping your pills before, and you're pumped up, and you're like, I'm going to have the best workout ever. I got to do this and this, and then your nutrition has to be on point and just cascades into, uh, even absolutely. if it's a placebo, totally. it, it gets results. So that, yeah, they're, they're smart. I want you to it, it, yeah. It's important stuff. Like I think that's something most people can be doing more of. I don't do enough of it. Uh, it's something I've, every time I bring this up in a conversation, I'm like, I got to do more of that stuff. And I just don't know, I don't do it. But I think having rituals is important. I think it's one of the really cool things about FRC is just like, the morning routine is almost like it feels like required. I mean, it is required, I guess, but you should just be doing it for whatever reason. But I think like the way that it was packaged as part of that system and like it's got nothing to do with FRC. It's just this dude put these things together in a way and he, and he called it the FRC morning routine. And so now every morning when these people wake up, they do this thing. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about Dr. Spina and FRC. So it just furthers their like, you know, involvement with the system. Um, and I think you're totally right. Like when you got all of that stuff and you bought all that stuff and you're taking the pills and even if they're just filled with goddamn fucking sugar, uh, mm -hmm. the, the invest, the involvement, like the, your mind is in and in that thing all the way. Uh, and that's super important. It's one of the, it's one of the reasons that like I, I post a lot and I do a lot of the things that I do and I, and I, and I spend money on advertisements to, group to i don't want to get too techy on the ship but like custom audiences on facebook so they're like there there's a there's a group of people who constantly see me all of the time and i think being omnipresent in in the people's worlds in the people who you're trying to influence his worlds is important so doing having a ritual like the frc morning routine or if you're a coach or a trainer and you have something like that you package up in your way and give it a title you can just steal their shit call it fucking your own thing and then uh so most people think about it all the time like whenever they do every morning i wake up i gotta i do dj's great gratitude exercise and then i so i have to write and i think about him and then i do this mobility thing he gave me to do every day like the mobility training is good and the writing exercises are good and they're helpful but really, like it gets it gets deeper buy-in into your thing, and you need mm -hmm. you need buy-in for people to stick around long enough for you to really be able to help them. So yeah, yeah. important stuff, dude. I saw a goddamn um, every time I scoop my dinner out of my pan, I use this wooden spoon that looks exactly like the one you were using, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, Ryan. <laughs> You're on my mind every night, you know? I want, I want it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a testimonial for me right there. Yeah. Baby. But yeah, I want, I want people every time they fucking see a spoon to think of me, you know? And if you don't know what we're talking about, I, like I have, I kind of, uh, I, I stir the pot a lot by throwing rocks and shit on Instagram. So I don't like, even tell these, them, make them go down right. the rabbit hole. Yeah, fine, <laughs> fine, done. Dude, we gotta, we gotta quit. Do we have any questions here? Let's see. Do you do drugs? See, fuck. See, do, do you do you do drugs? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I. Okay. Um. <laughs> did you have like a special regimen of drugs you recommend? 
Uh, a special regimen of drugs. So uh, I'm not even. I'm just trying to think of the best way to tell this. So like um, a few months ago, I stopped. I was taking Adderall for a long time. I stopped taking Adderall like uh, right before I started my most recent onslaught of Instagram, like ten posts a day shit. I stopped on Sunday. I started my crazy shit on the next day. I think because I was. I was so convinced that as soon as I stopped taking Adderall that I was just going to be a fucking zombie, that I would have nothing. Um, so I, I had to prove to myself that I not only had something, but I had, like, a lot, and it worked. It helped me stop doing something that I knew was bad, that I knew was fucking me up. Um, but as far as, like, current drugs, I smoke weed. Um, mm. I drink too many energy drinks. I drink, uh, do I have, a, oh, yeah, this is kind of, this is T-Nation. This is um, Biotest. Spike. Fucking spike. Hell yeah, dude. It's my shit. Uh, yeah, and, I, and like I would take psychedelics. I haven't in a while. I don't really just because they just haven't been around me, and I haven't really had a place to take them or whatever. But I would love to do them again. I used to do shitloads of drugs, all kinds of different things. Um, but yeah, I like drugs. They're fun. They help. Well, you should stop by next time you're uh, on your way to San Diego. I will. Yeah, we'll hook you up, man. Uh, yeah. Did you? Or tomorrow? Did, did you feel? Um, uh, any decrease in productivity when you stop the Adderall? Because I know a lot of people do that just for uh, menial, just get shit done work. Yeah, I, I, I don't, re I don't think this time I did. I do kind of remember feeling that last. So I've taken it on and off for about six or seven years, and there's been times when I stopped taking it where I did feel that. Um, mm -hmm. But it ends up now, it, it just, dude, it makes me. It was, it was, I used to do a lot of coke too when I was younger. And, like, when I first started doing cocaine, like, it was great. Like, it was the fucking greatest thing in the world. I thought that's how you should feel all the time. And then eventually it just makes me feel like shit. Like, when I would do it, even just a little bit, it would just only make me feel bad. And it was just awful. And then Adderall started to become that as well, where it was just, like, it would just make me super fucking anxious and, like, emotional and all kinds of crazy shit. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I think it, it, getting... I'm not sure if I noticed a decrease in productivity, but I think I did notice a decrease in all those shitty feelings, which helped increase oh, productivity, wow. you know, in, in a way. I, wasn't, I was spending less time fucking spinning out about dumb shit. So I think that was good. Yeah. Sounds like you shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be doing that anymore. Yeah, it's, no, it's, a, it's no, a good I think thing. That, dude, that, yeah. that shit is dangerous, man. I think it's, it's like things like that are dangerous because they're fucking subtle. It's like you don't notice what they're doing to you until it's like kind of too late to stop. Cause then you're convinced that the good that comes of you is from the drugs too. So like, it's hard to quit. Uh, I think that's what, like what yoga does to a lot of people where like, you know, like when you walk into a CrossFit gym, you know, there's like kind of an assumption you're probably going to fuck your shit up at some point. It just kind of comes with the thing, whatever. But like yoga, I mean, it shouldn't be that way, but it kind of just is, it just comes with it. So like, yes. there's almost like a, there's like a warning, like an implied warning, like, you're going to get fucked up. Whereas yoga, it doesn't have that. It's like, it feels like, yeah, it's fucking flower, your lotus flowers. I'll be safe and whatever. So like over years and years, you end up doing damage to your body that you can't really repair uh, because mm -hmm. it happens so slowly. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a subtle, well, when I, my experience with Adderall right away, it was, I think I was in Vegas. Um, and I was just on the slot machine, just grinding my teeth, um, just pulling the lever, but I was snorting it. So that's probably why it wasn't too subtle for me, but I don't like, <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I don't like any uppers. I don't I even drink it. coffee anymore. 
yeah, I don't, I don't like that direction. So my problem like the is down. the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opposite, man. I don't like the down stuff. Doesn't work for me. Like I feel like a non-responder to like, I, I've taken handfuls of shit that my friends would take and I just didn't do anything to me. Um, but I love anything that makes me feel tweaky and speedy. Oh yeah. Bring it on. I love it. You know, I, that's gotta be a personality thing. I swear. Yeah. Cause I know people who their personality where they're like, um, the showman, the, the entertainer, the party guy, they love uppers so much and they're not big fan of, of downers. And I've seen people I could tell like, you should never try Coke because you would love it way too much. You know, for me, I, I don't like it. I don't like the feeling. Um, yeah, so that's funny. It just, I think it just, people latch on those things that feeds into their, I don't know if it's their personality type or, or where they feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, it, it boosts something. So yeah, no more, yeah. no more Coke for you, man. No, it's bad, man. It was, it, you know, it was one of those intervention. That, well, it made me feel confident. Like it was always, once I was kind of old enough to start making changes to my life or, or realizing that I should start making changes in my life, like what was, what would drove a lot of my behavior was like, I was convinced that if I could learn how to talk to girls and meet women, that I would be, my problems would be solved, you know? So like I started doing drugs to be more confident to go talk to chicks taught myself how to play the guitar because I thought if I could learn how to play the guitar, chicks would like me. It, it didn't work. started lifting weights because I thought girls would like me. I started taking steroids because I thought if I was bigger, you know, I, I, I even business, I think my initial motivations for getting into my own bit, like my business were sort of driven by that weird idea as well, uh, which, you know, you end up realizing that like none of that shit makes you feel better. Like external pe people, external things don't fucking do it, you know, no matter what it is. Mm. But uh, it took me a long time to realize that um, but I it think was like that's my... yeah. yep. sorry you yeah. no no you're up <laughs> I'm up um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's everyone's reason for everything they do you know other than eating is is sexual yeah um, <laughs> even if they <laughs> yeah I mean even if they're you can go to the gym and I want to get jacked you're not trying to be healthy you're trying to get some girls or or even if you're a girl you're trying to look better um, even yoga, especially, you know, how sexual these, um, these yogis on Instagram are, that's, I mean, that's why we like their pictures and, and follow them. I mean, it's just, it's, they're not strippers, but it looks, it looks just as good, you know, and you, <laughs> totally you don't good. feel, you don't feel dirty or shameful about it. It's, it's a great little trade off. But I feel like, yeah, that runs on the, on the baseline. That's running everything. Always, always, um, no doubt. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if we could escape that. No, I don't think so. And I don't think it's a problem. I think. I think really, it's like just being able to keep things in containers and understand that they're there, but they don't control you, and and, and just being able to sort of like control your fucking mind. So we had to start a new one. There's a lot of good questions, though. Damn. We missed a lot of good questions. They've all gone away. Damn it. All right, there we go. Yeah, I didn't know it, so it cuts it off after an hour. Huh? Yeah, and, it, and it, it'll count down like in a minute 30 or something until you it's about to cut off. But um, I get stitch it together at the end in post-edit. And... Uh, this, there's gonna be. I'm gonna have some good edits from this. Some good little 
one minute uh some gems that you're spitting you get some good stuff man yeah i like these i like doing these things uh i don't do a lot of them but like the ones that i have done they're great for pulling little clips out at, afterwards so i think for like a, a lot of people that um do or that, or that want to do these things or want to interview people or don't get a lot of like if they have a smaller audience. So you have a you have a big Instagram. So audience, big people who don't. When you do these, well, it's shit. Twenty, <laughs> 20. But, but like when you do when you do these things, like a lot of the value is like not even so much in however many viewers were on it when it was live, but like what do you do with it afterwards? Mm. So there's like a lot of good stuff that you can get from something that may have not had the hugest audience when you did it, as long as you use it. Yeah, there's words. content everywhere that you could use everywhere in your life yeah i mean it's not like you said people just don't want to see you in the gym doing a certain movement every day um if you could tie it into life because that's really what movement and all this is and everything we're doing it's just it's his life you know um and the deeper you can get into that make it more personal i think the more it helps people and and i mean i'm not I don't feel like I'm like interviewing people or doing a show or a podcast because um, I don't really want to kind of just I feel like this is people like you who I'd want to call up and have a conversation with anyway, just because I genuinely want to. So why not put a camera up and just record that? And who cares if people don't like it or if it's not good, like just just have it there for um, repurposing if we want to because there's going to be good stuff and i know you there's going to be a lot of good stuff so yeah just uh i know ba you do know bedros kill bedros killian yeah coolian yeah um he's big on that he's like if you are going to the movie theaters and you're a trainer go in there and be like look i brought a a water and an apple and a, you know i'm gonna make a good decision. And he's like, if you got popcorn and a donut, he's like, record that even more and be like, dude, I got, you know, donut because you know, you can't have a strict lifestyle. Everyone needs a day off. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Tomorrow's a new day. He's like, either way you go, use that as a message. Um, cause it, it can apply to everyone. And I, that kind of opened my eyes like, wow, that's, that's true. We have content everywhere and people are going to use that everyday stuff in that situation more than you know turn your wrist this way on a clean snatch or whatever um yeah it just makes you more relatable so so i love that yeah and i think not even just like not, more important than the fact that they use it or not it's that they not they like oh i like those donuts or i, I eat donuts or they just connect to mm -hmm. it, you know or, or, or i i I also am a fucking psycho who brings apples and water to me, you know, like, like all of these, all, all of these things, like, even if they're not like directly applicable or if the people never even apply the advice or whatever lesson it contains, it's just like points of connection are important. Uh, I think being like aware enough of when something, I mean, most things are actually like, most things can be made relevant or made interesting, but um, just think like, being aware enough to know that those kinds of things are actually pretty cool and interesting changes the way you view everything you do. So if you're always 
like like if you if you're aware enough of what you're of what you represent to people or what they see in you or what they like about you or what you think is what what you want to be presenting more of knowing what those things are will help you sort of see opportunity to talk about stuff make content about things or or remember things that have happened in the past um yeah it's all it's all everything should go in the soup yeah it helps to be uh to go back to the idea of being Mm -hmm. like omnipresent and kind of always around um the only way you can do that is if you can always be creating a lot of stuff so uh setting up your lifestyle and the way and like just thinking about your life is a well for content and ways to demonstrate these things um it's a good way to yeah so i i um i enjoy lifting up odd objects like shopping carts which i could do in the privacy of uh, the hills behind my house where no one's looking. Um, but if you know uh, my boy, Majestic Mirth, uh, he's got a thing going where he's going to the grocery store in the parking lot when people leave out the carts, like in the spaces and everything. He gets all pissed off and starts lifting up and throwing them. And uh, he's made a thing about it. And it's like, that's, I look forward every week to watching him at the grocery store. He's just dancing in the aisles putting away all the carts and this is stuff that pissed him off and he i knew he was kind of doing like he put the carts away all mad before and he would like complain to me about it i don't know if he has ocd or what but now he's made it like a uh, a regular series and it's the most entertaining thing ever and he's being genuine and uh but he's having i feel like it's healthier now he's having fun with it he's not just like these goddamn people can't put away their carts He's actually like, oh, I'm going to turn this into uh, do something productive and make something entertaining and, and show people, you know, how crazy I am. So, yeah, I, I love the idea. Totally. The grocery store is right, dude. Like, people are always at the fucking grocery store all the time. So, like, and I just posted yeah, you did. Whole yeah. Foods, and, like, I, I've talked about it a few times. Like, I think that you should put the divider down. After you put your shit down, you should be the one who puts the divider down before the person behind you even shows up. This is the way you should live your fucking life. I think that someone who doesn't do that is probably an asshole in a lot of other ways. Um, and, and so, like, I use that opportunity to tell that story. And I think you, other people probably have other pet peeves that happen in grocery stores that if you talked about them, a shitload of people would be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I hate that, too. Or I love that, too. Or whatever. Yeah, and if you're at Costco, yeah, you put the divider upside down so that we could place our card in it. Um There might be two other people who uh, are agreeing with that. But yeah, I, I mean. Well, this is how you start a movement, man. You got to start yeah. talking about that shit. Yeah, there's uh, grocery stores. <laughs> grocery stores are ripe for content. I love that. It really is. It's somewhere everyone has to go during the week, right? Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I my last newsletter, I brought up the grocery store anxiety I had when uh, I was next in line or even a bank. And I was like, shit, like. I'm going to have to interact with another human being right now. Uh, and I'm not in a good place, but <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we need, we need more grocery store, uh, videos. Definitely. Um, before you brought up something about uh, a large amount of followers and another thing, which I was, I've heard before, 
but it really didn't uh, hit home until I started listening to you was the amount of followers you have doesn't mean shit when it comes to your business. It really doesn't mean anything. Um, I mean, back to the whole Juju Mufu thing, which I don't know how his business is doing or, or how he converts his followers or anything. But yet, now that, I mean, my last newsletter, again, I lost, I lost a good amount of uh, people from that. I got a good number of unsubscribes. I, uh, my mom reported me actually, uh, on my, on the MailChimp. Uh, I realized she reported me as abusive content in there, but you know, I was worried about that opening up and being personal because it's like, uh, is that what people want to see? And did they just want to, you know, keep it strictly professional? Am, am I the face of a, a brand that's, you know, in a certain standard, but I realize now the, you know, the more unfollowers, the more people leave who don't like it, the better, because I really want that tribe and that community who, um, to kind of go along with my values and, and what I'm trying to create. That's way more important than the number of followers you have. It's really quality over quantity. And I realize that with people who I give money to, like my coaches and people I uh, pay to see, they don't have that many followers. But the followers they do have are all on board with them on the team, you know, looking for their their service and, and see the value in what they do. So now I'm, I'm kind of switching it around like, you know, I see I see less is more now. You know, when I when I get those unfollows and unsubscribes and, you know, negative uh, comments and people messaging me, I'm like, that's great. That's one less one less person uh, that I don't need following me. So thank you for that also. Yeah, man. Well, one less person that you don't need to be worried about if what they're going to think and stuff I think is important. And I, and, and I think for most people that have like more than 25,000 followers say, I'm just pulling that number out because it feels right. But if I, those people, if you were to cut their audience in half, they would make more money. Like if they did the things that got rid of the people who weren't really there that would that would get the other people to ascend further that would bring them closer and they will spend more money so like there's a there's this woman stephanie birch she, she's a yoga a yoga teacher she's i would have before i got to know her i would have considered her like a like a insta yogi she has a big instagram following kind of doesn't really hang a lot of herself out there doesn't show much of herself um she she reposted that was the biggest jump in followers I ever had, like in a single day. And so she had a really responsive audience, and now she's in my backstage pass group, and she's doing a lot of this stuff. But she, I think she's she was above seventy thousand followers, and now she's below. And I told her the first time we talked, I'm like, "You get that shit down to fifty thousand, you'll be making <laughs> ten times the money you're making now. Get it down to thirty thousand, it'll be fucking twenty, thirty, forty, fifty times the amount of money. By just by truncating the audience, you'll make more God. money if, if you do it by." If you do it by um, sharing the things that bring the other half closer, mm. you know, not even half, the other 25% closer, not by just doing stupid things, but by doing things that are, that, that are the disclosure and doing stuff that bring the, the buyers closer will make you more money than trying to grow your audience. Better to fucking get rid of a bunch of them. Man. Unless your model is something where you're getting paid, which, which just sounds like a fucking horrible place to be, 
uh, like a, a lot of my friends do like they, yo they get paid from yoga clothing companies to, to take photos of sellouts and shit. And like, <laughs> well, they get paid for like the number of followers they have. So like th their whole fucking day, they have to worry. Like they, they, they post stuff and be like, well, I hope people don't unfollow me. That's like the worst thing you can think when you're creating. I hope people don't go away. It's like awful. You're just, you're fucking over everyone who really loves you because you're not showing them anything. And uh, you're just like a slave to this weird system. Going off of followers is, is not a good metric. First of all, they're probably fake bot followers. Um, I just had um, this fucking people at uh, San Diego Fitness, at San Diego underscore fitness, I think that's them. They emailed me and were like, and I know a lot of people are doing this. They're like, hey, for um, $5 or $20, whatever, we'll repost your picture or your post every month to get you new followers. We have this money. We took over San Diego, blah, 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 we're this. So I went and checked out their Instagram, over 100K followers. I was like, damn, go click on the videos, getting 800 views, 700 views. I'm like, this is all fake. Like, this is all facade. Um, and I hate people who do that, you know, because I do when, when I see someone with a bunch of followers, I'm like, wow, they must be offering something good or interesting. I want to check it out. And then you see that it doesn't match up with their um, engagement. Um, and it's just, it, it's not a good look, I feel like. And then on the other hand, when I see people with, um, you know, a lower amount of following, but they have this huge amount of engagement, I'm like, dude, this person is, is on to something and they're not, they're not bullshitting it. Or they probably didn't go for the, the numbers and the, the masses. Uh, they're, they're probably have a tight knit message, uh, a clear message you're sending. Uh, so yeah, it's the followers doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they mean, they, they only, they mean shit when they're, when they're the right ones, you know, like that's, that's the only thing. Like, of course I, I want more followers, but I only want the ones mm -hmm. that are going to get involved with me. Um, and I think like being and actually like kind of change topics a little bit, but like getting people involved with you and, communicating with you regularly and kind of being a part of your thing is actually more difficult than getting them to buy stuff from you. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's important that you are creating a place where they do want to engage with you. And that oftentimes means getting rid of people they don't like, you know, or, or, or being clear about who you don't like so they know who isn't going to be right. there. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, a big part of being effective on social media, I think, is being effective in the way that I think is effective and, and bottom line, yeah, cool stuff is, 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 is repelling people. You have to be pushing people. You have to actively be driving the wrong people away or you're building the wrong audience. You're building an audience that like, like I, I want to have like kind of an honest understanding of who's following me. So I, I know what kind of response I can expect, but like, if you get, like for people that have like, I, I mean, I know people who have 100,000 followers, 150,000. One dude who teaches yoga in Los Angeles, he's got fucking, I don't know, probably more than 300,000 followers now. He was teaching at a studio that I was temporarily teaching at, and I asked the owner. I never went to his class, but I was like, how's uh, dude's class doing? Like, the guy's like, his text is like 80 million followers, two people in his class last night. Two fucking people showed up to a hmm. class with a guy who's got 300,000 followers. 
and 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 granted like if he was teaching that class somewhere like in the in some random place where in the middle of the country where there's no yoga scene fine but you're teaching in mm -hmm. los angeles bro i bet like 50 percent of your goddamn followers fucking live here and if you can't draw them into a room it's like what is the point of any of this if they don't want to come and see you or get involved with your shit like what the fuck are you doing like just go do something else it just doesn't make any sense yeah um you're better off uh, getting sponsored by a t-shirt company. <laughs> I, I would. Well, he, that's probably the only money. He that's makes. probably good money. <laughs> and like, like I, well, it's probably okay money. But like, it, but if if he was to do some of this stuff and he had three hundred thousand and he drove two hundred thousand of them away and and, and kept one hundred thousand, he would make millions of dollars, like legit millions of dollars, way more than any t-shirt company could ever afford. But like those people can never, they'll never be able to accept that. Like they can't, they're so worried about that number. Like they check their, how many followers did I get this week? I don't even look at that fucking shit. Half the time it's less, I lose followers, <laughs> fucking whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, but so it doesn't even, I, I don't even think to look at it because I just don't give a fuck. For most people, I mean, I'm like for that guy, it was a ridiculous amount of followers. I'm sure you can get like 50 in a day and be like, oh, nice. But I'm sure still that one, two people he sees who unfollows him hurts a lot. You know, the negative is always so much more harsh. Oh, yeah. And I saw, man, way back a few years ago, I read this. Uh, it was like a sales book because I hate, I never like sales or um, that role. Uh, I kind of came up in a gym, a training facility where they had a sales staff and I never had to do it. Then I went to a commercial gym. They had a sales staff. I never had to do it. And when I went out on my own, I was just kind of thrust into, oh, what do I do? I have to put a different hat on. And I've kind of gone through that and realized just be yourself and, and talk to people openly. But uh, I read this book back then that was um, go for the no, I want to say. And it was how you shouldn't go for a certain amount of sales closes or yeses you should go for a certain amount of people telling you no during the week and start looking at that in a positive way. Because as a byproduct, you'll get a small percentage that says yes. And it's, it was kind of looking at it from the, from the opposite end. And I love, I love that idea. And yeah, I think taking that same approach with um, your, your Instagram or your, your brand, whatever you want to do. And, just be super authentic, put yourself out there and the people who leave and aren't with it, um, as a byproduct, you're gonna um, solidify the people who do resonate with what you're saying. So I, I, that's huge and, and I'm sure it's hard for a lot of people. Just seeing that unfollow hurts a lot more than a bunch of followers. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that will never be able to accept it. Um... But you're totally right. I think, I mean, just besides the fact that, like, you know, there's the every no gets you closer to a yes sort of approach thing. And I think it's important that you do accept that as a reality. Um, just just flipping the script in your head a little bit about what that actually means is important because that, that carries over everywhere. Um, I think most sales trainers have some version of that story. Like anyone who's teaching sales will students some version of you know like the the what's the fucking light the guy the child the benjamin franklin and the light bulb or whoever the fuck is it as, as thomas edison and the light bulb or whatever like how many experiments it took him to get to the thing Seventy thousand filaments guy, right whatever <laughs> well to me which sounds like just a 
You seem like a bad inventor. <laughs> Why the fuck did it take you seven thousand? I would have gave up. Bro. Yeah, you should have learned a lot soon. Totally. Well, dude, how you? What do you need? Ten should get you there. You know. Um, but but anyway, so like, but the point is, uh, yeah, there's there's a value in no because it uh, not only does it get you closer to yes, but it also just represents a type of person that you don't really want around you, anyways, because they're not gonna. They're going to be difficult to, to, to sell to, and even if you do sell them something, they're going to be kind of a pain in the ass, like they'll ask for too much or expect mm-hmm. too much. And there's a lot of that that's like, you know, besides just the getting of the customer, there's like what happens when you got them? Like what are they like? How is it to work with them, et cetera? Um, so like just as like a weird example, I was just talking to Chandler earlier today about the fact that he's got some workshops coming up, and he hasn't been promoting them so much because he doesn't have a web page for them yet so he hasn't been taking money because people can't give him money and i was like well bro i didn't have a web page for the summit of power i just sold that shit just through the messages and stuff just let people pay me as as the debt i didn't even talk about it. i meant to talk about it there because i wanted to say like you guys realize i sold this shit with no fucking web page um because everyone thinks you got to have web pages and shit uh but it but like i i don't think it would have worked had i not been attracting the people that I am. They were ready to buy no matter what it was. I was just, you know what I mean? It didn't matter what was on the webpage. I didn't even say what the event was. I was just like, you know, I just let people figure out that I'm going to be talking about the same shit I talk about all the time. And that was all I needed to do. But it, but if I was if I was the guy who I was just talking about who had 200,000 followers, I would have needed to make a webpage that explained what the fuck we were going to be talking about. So it's just like a lot more work you got to do. And yeah, I still don't know how you did that. The people you. Uh, no, I mean, I actually, I do be like, what people want to be. Once a few people sort of signed up, it made it easier for other people to sign up, and I kind of greased it up early and made a big spectacle of the whole thing. Like there's I'm, a lot of stuff that I did to make that. I mean, even even when you said what you were doing there, you're talking about the stuff that you're already talking about. Um, if you quizzed everyone there to get like feedback they would all say that was like one of the best experiences they had they had so much fun it was great they loved it you know they would want to do it again um but if they were explaining to someone else oh so what'd you learn did you get any good takeaways was there any like did you get a xyz to-do list program blueprint um it's hard to explain why it was so successful you know to to an outsider who wasn't there uh, so it's, it, and it's still, it's so mysterious, which is kind of cool. Like, what what are you going to experience there? Um, so if you do it again, I highly recommend people experience it for themselves and go check it out. But yeah, I still don't know. Like, was that, is that part of the plan? I don't know. That's good and bad. There's like, I think it would be kind of helpful if there was a thing for people to say i got this or that or whatever but there's also like real kind of value and coolness and sex appeal in like uh the people that were at a thing or are part of a thing knowing stuff that Mm -hmm. other people don't understand so like you're in or you're out and if you're in you get it if you're out you don't and if you're out you want to get it and you want to be inside so um there's there is power in that i think And, and a lot of people don't about that stuff or I mean I see a lot in yoga because yoga is fucking union and we are one all this horse shit so people like they they don't even like any sort of idea of 
dividing people or like if you start talking about dividing people or, or being polarizing or us versus them or in and out people are like eh, it's not whatever and they freak out about it but like it's important like it, it's just the way humans are like we're always going to be part of a tribe and not part of another tribe or whatever the fuck it's just what it is so accept it um but you can help people more by singing to the ones who are supposed to be in your tribe and saying fuck the other ones it's not like you don't want the other you don't want the other people to die or yeah. get cancer but you just don't also don't want to sing their song because it takes away from the people who I think you could do that ethically also because I see that in FRC it's a strong brand strong identity strong community like you said they're you know they identify as you know oh you're FRC I'm you know cool we're going to use our cool lingo pales rails all these you know different words of the system oh you want to explain to you go find a practitioner who can't really verbalize it over the internet but um but then again if they never bash anyone else they never really exclude anyone else they're just re it's a tight-knit uh community a strong identity um and they're inclusive and if you want to have a discussion they'll have a discussion but uh it it does create that buzz um they they want to be able to to use that that label that brand and get in on it things that guy did or I mean whoever I know Spina but I don't know Rand phone whoever came up with all the initial terms and stuff is creating those fucking terms pales and rails like I remember seeing the words pales and rails and I wanted to know <laughs> what that was like, that was like I want I, I, like what is that and it made and I I've always liked the word rails for some reason like, like, it, 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 like rail in a line I wanted to understand it and, well, yeah, I'm sure that and Ruby on rails I used to code a little bit and all <laughs> No idea what that means. There's, there, <laughs> yeah, but there's real power in creating language that, like, the people who are inside get, and the people who are outside do not get or want to know more about. Um, so it's it's something to think about with what, what you're creating stuff. Yeah, that goes back with like creating rituals and uh, all of that. It's awesome, man. Uh, so. Where can uh where do people go when they want to get in your rabbit hole? How do they find you? Instagram. Instagram, Instagram is like if you want to just kind of like get a real big kind of like look at what I'm doing and what I'm about and some of the crazy shit we've been talking about. Just look at my Instagram page. It's kind of the best place to learn about me or at least get a feel for what I'm doing. Um, if my emails tend to be a little bit more, uh, if you want to learn more about what I do and how to do it for yourself. My email list is a good place to go. Um, yogasexrockgod.com is where you sign up. If you go to the link in my, in, to make it easy, the link in my Instagram bio will show you all my shit. But, uh, that's yogasexrockgod.com will give you, um, you can sign up for my email list, it's free. And if you want my marketing, my like high level sort of advanced marketing stuff, uh, it's called Yoga Marketing That Doesn't Suck because I was talking to yoga teachers when I made it, but mm -hmm. it's for everyone. Um, that is at yoga marketing it doesn't suck.com it's 200 bucks now but uh use dj's link strong camps yoga marketing that doesn't suck.com and it's 100 bucks and um yeah but just my instagram and my link in my bio will show you all my shit uh one more question do you do you think websites are websites aren't a, are a main driver of of traffic and, and sales. That's kind of like the final destination, right? Yeah, there's a lot to it. I think um, more 
people would benefit by using just sort of focused landing pages. So like if you're going to be selling, if you want to sell something, it's better to send those people to a page that sort of, they don't have to click a link on your website to get to the page. Just send them straight to the page with the information about the specific thing you're selling. So if you go to yogamarketingthatdoesn'tsuck.com, it's just an offer for yoga marketing that doesn't suck. I have other products that are, when you go to those links, everything's on its own landing page link. And if you're just focused on those things, um, I think there's more, more work. I, like if I do any sort of advertising, paid advertising where I'm buying traffic, I don't send people to a website to just look at stuff. It's like that. I want them to go and usually give me their email address. I'd prefer to get the email address before I do anything else. I can sell you my shit over email without a web page much easier than I can sell you by hoping you land on my mm -hmm. web page and like it. Um, so to me, it feels like when I want to learn more about someone, if I want if I was like considering like, so I already trained with Hunter, but if I was looking, if I saw you or someone told me about you, I would be way more inclined to go look at your Instagram and look at the comments on your Instagram posts and look at how you in, engage with people. That would be way more telling to me than, than the fucking presentation you gave me. Mm. You know, I'd probably look at it maybe. And if it was super cool, I might be like, yeah, fucking cool site, whatever. But like, it wouldn't be the thing that got me for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I'm feeling like that. I mean, I already feel like no one except for the older population, Facebook isn't really, that good of an option to advertise. I feel like it's a good option to message people on, on a personal level. Um, but Instagram's definitely the, the front of your, of your retail right there. Um, and then I was doing, it works for, it's working for me. So face, well, Facebook can work if you're doing local stuff, if you want local things, if you want people to come to your gym or your yoga studio, I think yeah. there is real value in being a part of Facebook. But Instagram for me is working. I hate yeah, Facebook I so much, yeah. though. It's hard for me to interact on that. But, um, yeah, and also I used to do put out blogs. But now, like, my newsletters are pretty much my mini blogs. And I enjoy that more just because of the um, replies I get and interaction I get. It's, it's a lot better than – and I, you would think a blog, you're putting it up for everyone to see. Uh, but now I'm just doing a new to only my newsletter group, but it feels like I'm making a larger impact with the newsletters than I was with the blogs, which is interesting. Uh, and that's another thing I started because of your advice. Well, dude, I think there's a lot to be said for context, man. Like when you open up, uh, when you open up an email, you're in a, you're in a frame, like a state of mind where you're kind of open and receptive to friendly communication from, friends and family and stuff. And if you go to a blog, if you click a link to go to a blog, you're in like magazine article blog reading mode. Mm -hmm. So where you're consuming the thing affects how it affects you, you know? Um, so I think like a lot of, so even if you do, if, even if you're smart enough to be using email, some people, most people really, they send the, the pretty newsletters, the ones that have all the graphics and the headers and the fucking stuff all over them. And it just looks like a, like a website inside the email that just completely breaks the state that you're trying to mm. get someone in like they load it up and like even if the words are the same shit like if you take this, the same copy and you put it in a in an email with no style or formatting or you put it in the one with the newsletter pretty shit that takes hours to make the one that without all the graphics just like it feels better it just feels more friendly 
and, and, and it's funny how many people like you, you intellectually, you understand this, like it just makes perfect sense. And you talk to them and we're like, yeah, yeah, totally. But then they'll go home and send out a pretty newsletter because they can't unfold. They think it needs to be yeah. pretty or they, it needs to be uh, what everyone else does or whatever. And it doesn't That's not how a friend would write you an email to say what's up. And so, dude, son of a bitch, uh, Bando, Dan, so I subscribed to his newsletter. I got one today. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, and I thought he was writing one to me. My name was in it a couple times. And at the end, I was like, son of a bitch. That was his newsletter. And I thought that was just a personal letter to me. Um, and that was another one of the things where I watched how I reacted to it. And I was like, wow, that was powerful. Like, I need to figure out how this was, you know, designed. But so I got let's let's end on this because I got to go in a sec. But let, like just as just as a quick thing about like the, so that's like a, a, a field merge or a name or something merge. I forget whatever when you insert names inside of email bodies. So the, what I found is the the way that trips people the fuck out when you do it is like if you put if you put their name too high up in the email like when they first open it if they if they see it's like hey DJ or hey Ryan whatever like I, I first thing I think is this is a newsletter this is automated whatever it's just because it just doesn't feel right but if you put if you let them sort of read it for a minute and kind of get lost in your writing and then then your name in the middle it fucks with people all the time like I'll get messages back like did you just call me like they assume I sent their name in all like like in, to all of the emails it's like it doesn't make any fucking sense first of all so you're an asshole but uh, why would I do that uh, but it, it's crazy how it like gets in people's minds, but now I've actually almost kind of like I don't even like to do that anymore because to me, when I see my name in an email, I know immediately that it, 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 it's like a red flag to me, as like this person just merged my mm -hmm. name in because it just like because my friends don't really use my name in emails to me, you know they don't say hey Ryan they just say hey or hey show up at this thing mm -hmm. hey whatever They're, they don't use my name so much so like it, you can go you can go either way on that I think. Once people have seen it a couple of times, or if you do it too often, it loses its power. Um, I think if you use it sparingly and in in the right places, it can be really fucking. It can totally blow someone's fucking mind, especially people who are like uninitiated, people who haven't been, who haven't seen a lot of this sort of marketing. Uh, this stuff can really, really. Yeah, got me. <laughs> so you got, you got Son you. of a bitch. Yeah, hey Ryan, thank you for your time, man. That was awesome, dude. This is probably the live where I learn the most like i have my notepad out and everything so this was awesome man thank you you're welcome i'm gonna quote you on that make sure everyone who's done your previous <laughs> lives know that I'm you are man. i will see you backstage man yeah dude soon bro we'll probably email cool. you tomorrow all right brother have a good day cool. later bro